This is Bill and Matt, and you're listening to the Simplifying Jesus Podcast, where we're breaking barriers through communication. Welcome to episode nine. So today we're going to do something a little bit different. You're used to hearing me say, what do you got for us today, Matt? But uh, (laughs) not today. Uh, Matt's here with us, and uh, he's actually going to be telling us his story and uh, kind of his testimony about... uh, kind of what's brought him here to today and uh he's going to kind of show us how everything so Romans 8:28 says everything works for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So Matt's going to kind of tell us how his life shows that everything works for the good and are called according to his purpose. So mm-hmm. take it away Matt. Yeah, awesome. I appreciate the uh, the intro there, and it's it's so cool. I'm I'm gonna have so much fun talking through this story, and the the overarching theme is there there is there are so many things that I wouldn't have done it that way, but the way it all worked out, there's no doubt God's hand was all over it. So I'm excited to to be talking about my story today. So give everybody a little bit of background of. Um, where I'm coming from. So I grew up in church. I accepted Christ as Savior at about seven or eight years old. Uh, Dad was a music minister, so we were there every time the church doors were open. We had a lot of fun growing up in church into youth group and all that. Um, of course, there were plenty of times like, Ugh, do I have to be there? Really? <laughs> is that is that what we're going to do today? But for the most part, I had a good experience in church. So fast forward, graduated from high school, went to A&M and got a degree in petroleum engineering. Uh, The reason I did that, my dad introduced me to a guy who had also gone to A&M, got a degree in petroleum engineering, and Bill, you know me, I can be pretty indecisive. I knew (laughs) knew engineering, no, not me, (laughs) not me. Um, I I knew engineering was gonna be a good route because I was really good at math and I liked puzzles and that sort of thing. So I thought, hey, engineering's gonna be great. Had no idea what kind. Met a petroleum engineer, said, boom, that's what I'm going to do. Go to petroleum engineering. So, hey, let me back up a little bit. Yeah. Growing up in the church, your, yeah. your dad being a music minister, mm-hmm. how did you, growing up in the church, seeing your dad up on the stage all the time, Yeah. as a kid, and even though you were saved, did you feel like it was just a thing you did uh, on a normal basis? You know, that you mm-hmm. just, that's just what you did growing up. You went to church, you, you went home, dinner was ready at five, you know, was it, did I'm I'm contrasting our lives yeah. based on some of the stuff I've already mentioned but um sure. did you feel like it was just kind of the the 50s growing up uh you know perfect family <laughs> the leave type it to situation. beaver style yeah yeah there yeah. you go the leave it to beaver kind of life yeah uh, i mean i would definitely say there was some there were some aspects to it uh, of that um i mean it, it was the only thing i knew okay um i i, I will definitely say that um, going to church you know the idea of of not going was never really a question um because that's what that's what you do on sunday morning mm-hmm. you go to church it's what you do on wednesday nights you mm-hmm. go to church I think there was uh, there was probably some of it that uh, that was very routine and maybe didn't fully understand what was going on. Um, you know, even being saved at seven or eight years old, uh, I can say pretty firmly, at, definitely at that point, I didn't fully understand. Sure. Okay. You know what what all of that meant. Um, 
and and definitely later in my life, I proved that. <laughs> <laughs> right. We'll get to that. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get we'll get to that. Uh, but but that's uh, but yeah, I, I would definitely say there was there was a part of it that that's just kind of what you did. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't. Uh, and and honestly, I don't know that I understood why other people didn't do it. Like I knew other people didn't do it, but I didn't know why. Because that's right. what you do. Well, and that's how we're kind of raising our kids now. You mm-hmm. know, they, they know we go to church every Wednesday yeah. and every Sunday, and that's what you do. And mm-hmm. um, my daughter was saved at, um, I think, eight. Um, yeah, I was curious about that, you know, not not having grown up in the church myself, not knowing what that is like, and kind of trying to get an idea as to how my kids might feel. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, if you can remember that far back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's uh, I've got, got some pretty fond memories, uh, for sure. So you got your degree? So I got my degree, uh, graduated from A&M in 2013, and, and that's kind of where I want to pick up with the story of how God really worked through my life to get me to this point right here. Um, it's it's a pretty incredible story. So um, as I was getting close to graduation, we're talking, you know, April or May of 2013. So I'm, I'm going to be getting my degree in a couple of weeks. Didn't have a job lined out, and, you know, it at this point in the game, pretty much everybody else did. I felt like the odd man out. Most of my friends um, had offers and contracts they had signed as early as August or September of the previous year. Wow. And here I am uh, with my big old engineering degree, can't get a job. Still haven't figured out what I was doing wrong. Um, <laughs> apparently, I was a terrible interviewer at the time. And and that may still be true. Who knows? But, but I definitely, I was like, something is wrong with me because I cannot get a job to save my life. So to the point that I sent out a desperation note on LinkedIn uh, and said, look, somebody's got to help me out. I've got a degree in petroleum engineering. I'd like to work in oil and gas because that's what my degree's in. Somebody please have something for me uh, in in desperation mode because I didn't want to be the guy that graduated and had to wait six months or a year to get that first job. I I wanted to get started right away. So sent out, uh, sent out the note, um, HR rep from a company reached out to me, did a couple of interviews in Houston and I thought, okay, all right, this could be good. This could be really good. We had some, some good interviews, good conversations. Everything was moving the right direction. I get the offer and she says, Hey, by the way, we want you to start in Louisiana. Like, really? Why Louisiana? Of all places, like, I, you know, I don't have anything against Louisiana. I grew up in Southeast Texas, which is a little bit like Louisiana West. It's hot and humid. That's all that matters. <laughs> that's right. And, and pretty good seafood. You know, they've got some things right. So some of the Cajuns came across the border. Um, but, but, you know, I, it's like, I, I mean, I, I can do it. I'll go to Louisiana. But it's not how I would have done it for sure. So, but I got a job. And so all was well. So I go to Louisiana. And they uh, set me up going offshore uh, to offshore oil and gas platforms right away. Uh, my first week there, I start doing uh, offshore training and the safety training and stuff. My The big one was uh, what they called Hewitt training, which is helicopter underwater evacuation training. And Sounds nauseating and fun at the same time. Yeah, it's it was, it was pretty <laughs> terrifying the first time. Um, <laughs> but uh, basically what they do for the worst part of it is um, you're in this simulator, this big simulator, if you can imagine. Um, I can't remember what those rides are called, but you you would get in them and it's got a video in the front and it's 
you're up on this platform and it kind of shakes you around, moves mm, you around. Yeah. yeah, it's like one of those things. And you strap yourself in like you're in a helicopter and they drop down the simulator into a pool of water and flip it over and you've got to wait 10 seconds to uh, unbuckle yourself and push out a window and swim your way to safety. Um, to say it was disorienting would be an understatement. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of, it was, you know, in, in hindsight, I'm just glad I don't have to do it anymore. But anyway, so went through, went through all the offshore training got to go offshore a couple of times and, and had a good experience, had a really good experience in that office. But then I got the opportunity to move back to Houston. So this is where it gets kind of crazy. I moved back to Houston. They lined me up for some projects going on in Alaska. And uh, I thought, okay, that's great. No, no big deal there. No big deal. Just cold. And- just, just, just really cold. Yeah. <laughs> just really cold. Didn't end up making any trips to Alaska, though. Uh, before long, they had me lined up to go somewhere else, and that was a little further away in Africa. <laughs> it's a little further than Louisiana. A little further than Louisiana, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, crazy how all that happened. So basically, I, I I got into Houston. I worked there for a little bit. And these guys who had projects in Africa were looking for somebody who was young, single, pretty unattached. But the most important thing was that I had offshore training um, and that I already had my safety training taken care of and that I was ready to go. Imagine that. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> so, you know, while I wouldn't have liked to have started in Louisiana, because I did, it opened the door to this opportunity. All right, God, I see what you're doing here. You're, you're moving pieces around. This is good. This is good. But did you see it at the time? No, 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 no. no. This has been all very recent that I've understood how all these pieces work together. Right. So jumping on with these guys in Africa, it was... Did you see any lions? (laughs) No lions. Or elephants? Or giraffes? Uh, I saw really cool monkeys, like a lot of breeds of monkeys out there. Yeah, yeah. That was, uh, in fact, one of the guys, I can't remember who it was, somebody over there offered and said, well, sometime when you come over, you need to do a safari with us. And Ooh, I was nice. like, that would have been fine, but yeah. I never had the opportunity. Oh. But it was it was cool. It was a good experience over there. So around that time, we're talking 2014, 2015 is, is when all this is going on. Don't even remember, but oil completely crashed. Uh, gas was super, super cheap. Um, the good side of an oil crash is gasoline gets really cheap. Yeah. In fact, I remember places in Houston, it was less than a buck a gallon, sure. uh, yep. which is fantastic when you do as much traveling as you do, Bill. But, uh, but being in the oil business, that was not, not good times. However, these trips to Africa were what saved my tail when it came to job security because I was already plugged in. I knew I already had all the training and stuff to go over there and the vaccinations and whatnot. And so that kept me going for like three years from 2014 to 2017 at a time when a lot of people in the oil business were searching around for jobs, just hoping something worked out. So you were in Africa for three years? So I wasn't, I was in Houston working on projects that were going on in Africa. So I made some trips back and forth over that three year span, but I was dedicated to the projects going on over there while I lived in Houston. Yeah. And so I'm tied up with that stuff for the worst of the oil downturn. And just just crazy how all that worked out, right? So God definitely orchestrated that, looking back. So I do these three three or so years of projects in Africa. That time comes to an end. And uh, started working on more odds and ends projects. Um, still in Houston. So uh, backtracking a little bit. During this time when I was making these trips to Africa is uh, when I met Rachel. So my brother and sister-in-law 
had to do more work than they probably anticipated uh, to get us together. Um, Rachel was always all in. I was a little bit slow on the uptake, but we were, um, that's when we met. Um, things got a little bit rocky uh, just because a lot of it, honestly, because I was taking the trips to Africa um, and uh, living in Houston at the time. She's over here uh, in the hill country. And so it just wasn't, the timing wasn't quite right. But uh, as I wrapped up, those trips to Africa got this um, short-term opportunity in Oklahoma. So around the time that I get done with these trips in Africa, this is fall of 2017, get an opportunity to go to Oklahoma with an oil company uh, for a short-term project just there for a couple of weeks. Uh, I was actually kind of ticked off about it at the time. For one, um, I hadn't had to travel uh, in a little while, and so I was kind of used to getting to be home every night. Uh, So it was a little piece of that. Um, but also, uh, it was fall, the weather was terrible. It was rainy and kind of icy and all that kind of stuff. And we were doing a bunch of stuff, um, out at, uh, oil sites, uh, well sites and that's nasty work. I've yeah. Yeah. And on the red dirt roads of Oklahoma, yeah. not where you want to be. Not, no, not at all. Not fun stuff. Uh, I was doing that. Um, I was there on my birthday, I'm pretty sure, uh, which I was not happy about. And I came home like the day before Thanksgiving. So, I mean, it was all the wrong things. I was, I was not happy about this trip. Um, but, uh, but I came back from there. And around that time, um, even though things had been rocky with Rachel and I not long before that, we had started talking again um, around that Christmas. And uh, we had, uh, as we were talking, we said, you know what? we we just both feel like this is what's right for us um that we like that we're right that god's moving us together somehow some way i was still in houston she's still in the hill country so we weren't sure how it was going to work again i wanted to ask are you did you see that at the time or you're seeing now that god was moving you in the right direction or did you know then that you that you felt like god was pushing you both in the right direction so we both felt at that time god was moving us together we didn't know how it was going to work but we both felt like no this is a thing like this is yeah um which is really cool uh, to see how to see how all that yeah um so we, uh, so around that time, um, that Christmas, we had, we'd started getting back together, moving that direction. I, but we decided the hill country is really where we want to set up our roots. Um, she has some family out here. Most of my family's out this way. Um, the church that we wanted to go to is out this way, the church we currently attend. So we really felt like this is where we want to be. So I started looking for opportunities in San Antonio. Um, and funny enough, wouldn't you know, there was a, um, opportunity with the same oil company that I went to Oklahoma to work for, um, here in San Antonio around this, around the exact time I was looking, it was crazy coincidence. Um, and, uh, got through the interview process and the key thing that kept coming up is the fact that I went to Oklahoma now. Remember, I didn't want to go on that trip. Yeah. I had zero desire. It was icy and gross. I had no, did not want to be there. But look at how it worked out. Opened Absolutely. up the door for me to for me to move out this way. Now, oh, cool. um, of course, that didn't work out like I wanted it to either. Um, you're probably seeing a theme here. <laughs> My plans are not how things went. So I uh, interviewed for a position in San Antonio, and they ended up giving that to somebody else. But the field engineering supervisor 
um, happened to be in that interview and he and I kind of hit it off in the interview. We had a lot of good conversation and just, we, we, it was good. There were good vibes going on. So he gave me a call afterward. He said, look, you didn't get that spot, but if you're willing to come out and work in the field, I've got a spot for you. I really liked you. I'd love for you to come down here and, and be part of my team. Said, all right, mission accomplished. I still get to move to the hill country. Absolutely. Be a bit of a drive, but you know, I can, I can make that work. Uh, it still moves me in the right direction. So I said, okay, I'm going to jump on it. We're, we're going to take off and do this. But the one hiccup that he had, the one um, roadblock that he saw was, well, we got to get the contract in place. Ah, but remember, I worked for these guys in Oklahoma with the same company. I had the contract in place. You're Everything already was there. already taken care of. <laughs> and so what do you know? All these pieces are moving together. And I didn't understand it all at the time. I didn't know where it was all heading, but but the little pieces are all starting to are all starting to move in the right direction. Yeah. So uh, that was uh, good for a year or so as a contractor with them, and um, uh, re- really good work, good experience, and all that. Um, but they started making some changes. Um, so we're in uh, probably 2018, 2019 kind of time frame now. And uh, they started making some changes, moving their team from San Antonio to Houston, cutting down on their field personnel. And uh, I saw the writing on the wall that my time there was probably short and definitely didn't want to leave it up to chance for that to happen. So, But just so happened that there was another uh, contract guy I was working with that um, was going to church with a man who needed an engineering manager. He, so he came and talked to me about it and said, you know, I think you would be good in this role. Um, you know, it's a manufacturing facility and they really need somebody who can talk to customers who they can trust to communicate well and all of that. And I think you'd be good at it. So, okay. Yeah, sure. So we went, took a day, went and had lunch with this guy and had a great conversation and ended up getting hired on at the manufacturing facility as the engineering manager. Now, if you back it up, what I really wanted was the job in San Antonio, Mm -hmm. but that didn't work. I got the field position. Had I not gotten that field position, I would have never been working with the guy who introduced me to the man who was in my boss later on. Right. Because they were the ones who went to church together. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's all these little coincidences. It's it's almost like it was planned that way. Imagine that. Yeah, but it wasn't my plan. So uh, started working there, leading up the engineering team and and handling customers and whatnot. It was a uh, really good experience there. Um, they helped me get my professional engineer's license, which for um, for engineering is a huge deal, being able to expand uh, your capabilities of what you can do within different states and that kind of stuff. Um, so really, really cool opportunity to do that. Um, those guys carried me through COVID, which everybody knows what that was like um, with the, the job loss and the craziness that went on there. And uh, to, the company took their, their share of bumps and bruises, but they kept me on through it. You know, while I did worry about it, I didn't really have anything to worry about from right. their perspective. They uh, gave me some great leadership opportunities, um, opportunities to grow. And, um, but one of the coolest things that we did and this is one of the things that really attracted me to them when I when I hired on, is uh, they did morning Bible studies with the leadership team in Texas, and uh, it was a really cool way to start the day, getting in the Word. Sometimes it was just fifteen minutes, but doing a little devotional and 
getting to pray together before we started the day. And uh, it was really, really cool. And the only downside to the job, honestly, is that it was too far away from home. It was yeah. about an hour, um, hour and a half away from the house. And so that's a long drive every day. It is. It is. Um, it puts a lot of wear and tear on you and vehicles and everything else. But that was the reality of it. It was a good job. And so didn't didn't really think a whole lot about it at first. But then COVID happened. And that that forced a lot of changes across the globe. Of course, we were no different. Uh, our company was definitely affected by it. Let go of the operations manager uh, at that point, and, and he was part of that morning Bible study. Yeah, not you, somebody else that was the operations manager. Correct, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, I was still there. The uh, operations manager was another guy that good friends with, and um, he was part of those morning Bible studies that we did. And uh, just just a really cool, really cool guy. But we, and so we wanted to stay connected to him. And so we moved the Bible studies to Zoom uh, so that we could still have that time in the mornings to get in the Word together and and we could pray through his concerns that he had. And uh, eventually we said, you know what? We want to expand this thing a little bit. And so I reached out to Bill and said, hey, I know your schedule's flexible. If you want to join in and come check it out, we'd love to have you. It's just kind of a men's Bible study time. Bill said yes. It took him a while. I had to I had to jab him a little bit. I had never done anything like that and, and didn't want to commit to anything like that. So it was a little <laughs> bit out of my comfort zone, but mm -hmm. um, I was, I'm, I'm very glad I did. Yeah, for sure. So I invited uh, Bill to come on. He did. And eventually the schedules worked out where Bill and I started getting together, just us. And then um, some other guys got together earlier in the morning. So as Bill and I were going through Bible studies, went through a couple of series um, early in 2021, I guess late 2020s when they started, mm -hmm. that um, we both felt a real similar calling. Um, and we said, you know, we want to get the word out about church. We want to get the word out about our stories and where we're coming from to invite people in, to make sure that some of the issues that are going on in the church that we, we can address that head on, that we can help maybe even fix some of the issues, bring to at least bring them to light. Yeah. Um, show the church what they're doing wrong and show the people why they're not wrong. That's right. That's right. And that, that's what we're here to do. And so we found we had this similar calling that we that we wanted to get out there. And that's actually what led us to being right here uh, recording the Simplifying Jesus podcast. Yes. And, and the other projects we have going on. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of cool stuff that, that's going to be coming down the pipeline eventually yeah. out of this. Yeah, y'all just uh, hang tight. It's coming. That's right. That's right. So yeah, after about um, two years with that company and starting Simplifying Jesus, I'm now in the process of making a shift to a job that's closer to home. Uh, as of this recording, I've been there for a couple of weeks, and it's just really cool how all this worked out again not how i would have planned it but the key to getting for me to get this new job this closer to home and giving me more time for family and simplifying jesus and church and all of that is the fact that i got my professional engineer's license which i didn't expect when i took the last job but it worked out that way right and so now here i am so i'm going to interrupt you for a second and let everybody yeah. know what they're hearing We've got a bit of a storm coming over, um, so y'all forgive the uh, the little bit of background noise that you might hear, and uh, enjoy the enjoy the calming rain. Enjoy it. Please enjoy. continue, Matt. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and so, it was really cool to see how God used this random thing that happened at the old company. And I say random, 
I just didn't realize it when I joined on that they were going to help me get my professional engineer's license, but they did. And that was the key to me getting the next spot, which at the time I wasn't even really looking for, but I saw it's like, well, I'm going to throw my name in the hat. It's a lot closer to home and would open up some opportunities and boom, there it is. And that was the key to getting it. And so it's just been, it's just been crazy cool to see looking back how God has moved me through all of these different things, knowing that not a single thing happened the way I would have planned it to happen, but yet everything worked out and put us where I'm at now. You know, if you, if you go back, I was, had a hard time finding a job, uh, coming out of college, but God opened the door for that first company. The first company sent me off to Louisiana, which is not where I wanted to go. But because I went to Louisiana, I started offshore training right away. And when I came to Houston, it opened up the opportunity to work on projects in Africa during a terrible oil downturn um, and kept me going steady when other people were, were really struggling in the oil industry. The, uh, the work in Africa ended right around the time that uh, Rachel and I were getting back together um, after being on and off we were coming back together that ended just in time for me to do work in uh, Oklahoma with a company that I didn't want to go do the job but because I did it opened up the door for me to be able to move to the hill country for an opportunity and for Rachel and I to be in the same place and eventually get married and and now uh, we've been married for a couple of years and going strong then as the opportunity that I originally moved here for came to a close just so happened to be going to or working with a guy who went to church with my future boss who was looking for an engineering manager right around the time I was wrapping up my job there. Get my professional engineer's license with them. Um, The leadership opportunity, they carried me all the way through COVID. Because COVID happened, we started doing Zoom Bible studies, which got Bill and I more connected. Through that, Simplifying Jesus podcast happens. And then now God's opened doors for me to work closer to home, have more time with the family, have more time to work on simplifying Jesus and has moved all these different pieces together to where we're at today. And it's crazy to look back at all the different things that had to go exactly like they did against my plans. And all I can say is my, my story here is prove that Romans eight twenty eight is true that all things work together for the good. There were some rocky times in here that I didn't talk about. We'll talk about those in future podcasts of, <laughs> of stuff that was going on, other stuff that was going on around this time and um, how God was moving in that way. But I can tell you for sure, everything worked out together for the good. And I'm, it makes me excited about where we're headed um, and, and what, what's going on with this podcast, with our other projects, um, with home life and all that stuff. Um, from my perspective, I just want to throw it out there that as crazy as my story is, everybody's got a crazy story. Yeah. Everybody's got those things that you're like, I don't understand what's going on here. I, I can't explain it, but things are happening and, and it's moving. If you're a Christian, I'm going to encourage you to trust God through it. If you're not a Christian, if you're, if you're kind of trying to figure out this church thing and God thing and you're, you're not sure, I want to go back to the basics. And say, God loves you. God's got a plan for you. But you got to start with, you got to start with the faith, with the salvation message. And we break it down. We do this every episode. We break it down into the ABCs. 
admitting that you're a sinner because nobody's perfect. So admit that, admit that you've got some stuff in your life. Every All of us do. Uh, no, I, I grew up in the church, was literally born into it. I've got stuff. Um, every Everybody's got some stuff they're dealing with. Believe that Jesus is who he said he is, that he's the son of God, that he lived a perfect life, and that he died for you, that he loves you, and that he is God's son. And then finally, confess your faith in him, that you're going to trust him for your salvation. You're not going to try to work your way up to heaven. You're not going to try to be good enough and all of that. But you're going to say, all right, God, you got it covered. That's where it all starts. And an important part of Romans eight twenty eight that sometimes we glance over is um, it says, for everything works together for the good of those who love God, number one, and who are called according to his purpose, number two. That called according to his purpose all starts with this faith. That's right. It all starts right there. And so I encourage you, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're like, whoa, you've got a crazy story. God works so many things for you. He's got a plan for you too. And he's, he wants to work it all together for your good, but you got to give him a chance. And it all starts right there. And even if you don't know that you believe in God or you don't know, you know, you don't understand it, as Matt said earlier, uh, look back on some of the things in your life. I wasn't a Christian, um, but I can look back now and say, wow, God worked some big things yeah. um, in, in, some, uh, in some bad situations uh, that I was in. So look back on your life and, and look back at the things that uh, you know, you know, whether you say it's luck or coincidence, as Christians, <laughs> we don't believe in that right. uh, because we know what God works, how God works um, to an extent. Mm-hmm. But um, um, look back on your life and, and try to put the pieces together and say, okay, how did I get here? And it wasn't my doing. Yeah. Or what do you need to piece together that maybe God's trying to tell you and you're just not seeing it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, and, and it could be anything from open doors to roadblocks, right? you know, and, and not, not being able to go where you thought you wanted to go. And he said, okay, well, I need you to veer off over here. Yeah. You, you, you never know where that's going to lead. But, but yeah, I encourage you to do the same, to, to look back and see, see where maybe things didn't go according to plan and where how I got to, to where you are now. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Well, Matt, I thoroughly enjoyed that. There were some things in there I wasn't even aware of, and we've hmm. talked about uh, both of our stories quite a bit yeah. together. So <laughs> I, I think that is absolutely cool how, how he does work everything uh, together. And uh, who would have thought you and I would be sitting here today uh, whether together or alone, mm-hmm. recording a podcast. I mean, I've always been in music. I've always been in some kind of performance uh, type situation, mm-hmm. but I never thought I'd be sitting here trying to teach people or help people understand the good things in our crazy lives, in my crazy life. I never thought I'd be sitting here uh, trying to help people. Yeah. That's yeah. really simple as that. Absolutely. I mean, and, and you know me, I'm the shy guy. I don't, I don't, I don't get a microphone. I, I, I prefer to hide behind the computer or the soundboard at church. So I'd sure never thought I'd be putting this message out, but really crazy how God has worked everything out and put us here at the right time and right place to be able to do this. Yes, sir. Well, that's going to do it for us, y'all. I hope y'all have enjoyed this as much as I have. And uh, y'all be sure to, to check our Facebook page if you haven't seen it already at Simplify Jesus. And uh, check out our website at simplifyjesus.com. 
and I'm sure we'll get into some other social media stuff down the road. But um, y'all check those out. Like our pages, share it, and be looking for the next podcast. Y'all take care.